Engaged and Inspired Podcast. A simple warning, we may drop an F-bomb or other descriptive words just in case you have small children with you or are at work. We know many of you are planning right now from your cubicle. You've been warned. This week's episode is brought to you by Indie Blast Podcast Network, spotlighting the best in independent podcasting. The Engaged and Inspired Podcast. And now your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome. This is DJ Sam in an undisclosed location in a bunker somewhere underneath my house in the great city of Hartford. And here via satellites, hopefully, is my co-host. Yep, I'm here. It's oh, Tokyo. You scared me for a second there. I thought you'd actually gone. No, I thought about it, but I figured I might as well be helpful. You'd be lost without me. Oh, uh, tell me about it. I w- wouldn't know what to do when we record these things. So we are still stuck uh, in quarantine as we record this episode of the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast. And how have you been handling everything, uh, Kia? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, my garden's never looked better. And, uh, yeah. I don't really go out much, but besides that, hopefully by the time this airs, we'll be a little closer to maybe having us all go out. But you know it's Wednesday, so what does that mean? That means that we have a Wedding Tip Wednesday, and uh, this Wedding Tip Wednesday is sponsored by Patterson Family Chocolates. And the Wedding Tip Wednesday is, when this thing is over, the pandemic I mean, People are going to want to party. So get ready to sure. party. I mean, really party. More than ever, <laughs> <laughs> this will kind of give the real meaning uh, to your wedding. It'll be, it won't be just a wedding celebration. It'll be like corkscrewing the lid off a pressure cooker. And yeah. uh, we can kind of celebrate and unite and show our resilience. That's the wedding I, tip Wednesday. It's going to be great, too, because I think it's going to have people sort of has reset us. So you're going to be oh, more yeah. appreciative of the people who can come, and you'll probably be more understanding of the people who can't. You, you said it perfectly. I'm I'm going to uh, sort of put this in, in mind of when World War II was over, where the joyous times that came in the roaring 50s and the you 60s. You were like, what, 30, 40 years old back then? Oh, I was a teenager in those days. <laughs> I can just imagine what it was like after that world war when people just wanted to go out and have fun. I imagine it's going to be the same right after this pandemic is over. Yeah. Patterson Family Chocolates is proud to present Wedding Tip Wednesday on Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. And we are back. The Be Engaged and Inspired Podcast. Now, I have a, a, a guest that I've been trying to get in here for quite a while, and the pandemic has kind of forced us to get him in here a little earlier. And his name is William Martinelli. Will, are you still there? Hello, Sam. Hello, Kia. Welcome to our little podcast here. And Will is an old friend of mine going back, geez, Will is probably 80, 86, 85, I first met you, somewhere in that area. Yes. And at the time, you were in insurance, and that's what you still do now, right? That is correct. At the time, um, I actually was working with your wife in insurance. That's right. Well, give us a little bit of your background. Give us your, your CV. Okay. So uh, when you and I met, I was working in personal lines in insurance, handling auto liability and no-fault claims in Connecticut, New York State. I progressed onto commercial insurance few years after that with a 
another outfit. Did that for three or four years, um, adjusting auto claims, general liability claims, and all around New England. And then someone tapped me on the shoulder one day and said, why don't you try and go into this different industry, which was into broking and reinsurance, but additionally insurance exposure, which I've been at for 30 years. So I have over 40 years of insurance experience. Wow. That's a lot of insurance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Let's just start with wedding insurance. Obviously, I think for people who had wedding insurance in place before this um, pandemic started, have probably actually gone back and read their fine print. So what can you sort of tell us about wedding insurance, why you should have it, and why things like this pandemic is not covered? If you asked me three days ago, my answer would have been that it it might not be covered. This is such a moving event and so unusual. What's happened is the governor in our own state is starting to push towards this kind of thing and insurance commissioners to cover this. And therefore, it's evolving. Which is good. It's good. And what what is evolving is insurance companies are getting pushed to to possibly cover it. You're seeing that now with unemployment insurance. You're seeing that with property insurance. And eventually, I think that we'll start to see in all realms within the state, the insurance commissioners are going to be pushing for this type of exposure to be included instead of excluded, despite whatever wording might have been in an original policy. Gotcha. So now if somebody did go for normal wedding insurance. What does that sort of entail? Okay. If someone went for wedding insurance, you have to remember that they're, you're protecting your asset and your investment, which can be quite sizable as you're ramping up to that event. So once you can accept the concept of the premise that it's really just an asset or an, an investment you're protecting and be that kind of pragmatic, you can start to look at what are the type of things that you could be, uh, you could lose out on. So that you could, you you want to look into a cancellation insurance. What if a member of the wedding party becomes ill, and it's an important part of the wedding party, you need to re, you need to cancel and start over again. Um, what if somebody in the wedding party becomes legally liable for an injury during an event during the wedding? That would be li- wedding liability insurance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What so, if, so um, the, well, go go back a second. So what you're saying is somebody in the wedding party does something, you could have insurance cover that? That's a liability that can be covered? There is wedding liability insurance. I mean, everybody has that one friend that you sort of cringe <laughs> when they show up. You love them, but they are the one who is either accident prone or the one who's going to cause an accident. And in this case, if an accident got caused, that means that the couple could be liable for whatever that damage is unless they had wedding insurance. Does that make? Is that correct? That is correct. Well, you have the well, you know, groom has just that one friend from his fraternity that wants <laughs> to do a drink, that wants to do a you know a drinking event or a contest or something like that, and somebody gets hurt doing that, or some strange dance or whatever. Anybody could get hurt doing that. Wow. And you have to examine whether is this a, a premises that you rented or a hall versus um, whether a professional wedding facility, maybe there is insurance and there might be agreements that you sign off between those across indemnify who's at fault covers what, but the insurance is the best way to protect yourself. And this also covers you if you're having, say, a backyard wedding, you would hate to put, say, if you're using your parents' yard, um, put them in some version of liability that could subject their their house and, and so much more if they didn't have the insurance. 
Exactly. That kind of liability insurance for that event would more than likely be primary over your parents' homeowner's insurance. Good point. So does now, does wedding insurance also cover weather-related issues? That's a separate coverage that you would purchase. As I was going through and doing research of this, I saw that there was different aspects of different portions of insurance that cover different aspects of the event that you can buy as if you were ordering off of menu and almost calling it like a package policy. So yeah, there is weather-related insurance if there was a snowstorm and it was an out, uh, a surprise snowstorm, a surprise tornado, say if you were having an outdoor event that would cancel that. So you would pick different things of what, different choices of exposures or different types of coverage based on where your event is. And that's, you have to have the foresight of thinking what could go wrong. Right. Which means the bride and the groom have to think about what could go wrong instead of what could go right. Wow. That's tough to do. And now I know a lot of couples don't, sometimes they think like, oh, we're already spending so much money, spending a little bit more on wedding insurance doesn't seem like a great decision. While it is, wedding insurance obviously can range, but it is not as expensive as what people think it is, correct? That is absolutely correct, Kia. Um, when people think, oh, I have to buy insurance, they think of like, okay, I'm buying my auto insurance and it's going to cost thousands or something. But you're predicting a particular event one day or a couple days out of 365. Hmm. When I when I did the research for that, and I looked at each one of these exposures, you were talking about things that cost in the hundreds, not in the thousands. That's a big difference. Yes, it is. There's also gift insurance in case um, during the event something happens to the gifts that they're lost or stolen or damaged. Wow. There's ju- there is jewelry insurance in case um, the rings are lost. Yes. And I, I realize, like, people think, like, oh, there's no way, but, you know, you're shaking tons of hands. You've probably, you know, well, maybe we, we won't be shaking hands any any longer in the future, but who knows? <laughs> but there's things that could just happen, especially if the rings aren't fitted to you. It's not crazy to think that that could go missing. Correct. Absolutely. Things happen, but couples have to realize, I think, sitting down with a, an insurance agent is a great way and a calm way to go through all of the things that could possibly go wrong, but in a not in such a like a doom and gloom way. Exactly, exactly. There's so many things to consider. There's specific coverage for photographers and video coverage. In case, what if the um, all that those memorable events are recorded on on disc or uh, on a um, flash drive, and the flash drive's lost before it's um, it's edited down and, and shared as a product. So the, the bride and the groom or the couple can buy that insurance to make sure that the photographer doesn't have a mishap? Is that what you're saying? They're protect, it protects in case there's a mishap. Wow. And that, that goes along with the vendor's insurance as well. Is that correct? That would be a separate issue that the vendor would purchase. But this particular exposure, when I read up on it, it actually covered expenses to reassemble everyone in the wedding party and retake the pictures. Get out of here. That's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So now, is all of this insurance, I mean, can you buy it as a package or does it have to be a la carte like you were mentioning? From the few sites that I looked at, I saw some that you were buying all together, but I also saw some that it was a la carte. And I, I would suggest that you buy the a la carte because there are cases where you might not need a specific coverage. So you wouldn't want to overpurchase it and wait and spend money for an exposure you're not at risk for. 
that's really important because depending on the time of the year that you're getting married, you may not need like hurricane coverage. Granted, this is New England and weather is always a little unpredictable, but you want to be just like all the other choices that you're making. You want to be smart about um, the way that you're insuring yourself. That is correct. Yes. And I was, um, but I, it's not, it doesn't drill it down to particularly a hurricane. It just drills it, it drills down the coverage to a weather event specific. So it's broad enough to cover you a tornado, a snowstorm, a, a surprise thunderstorm that comes through. It's not quite uh, a tornado, but um, comes through in the middle of the time of the event. Gotcha. So I was going to ask why then wasn't this pandemic included i guess i know the answer but why wasn't it included in any uh wedding disaster insurance prior to three or four days ago or whenever they're you know they're going to put this thing together you have to look at and drill down to the specific language and find out whether what is excluded of there's a, is there is there a biohazard exclusion for instance i mean most insurance policies have a nuclear liability exclusion how often does that happen yeah. So how, how often would that be expected to be included in, in some type of coverage? And that would probably be something that you would buy separate. I could see eventually this, this, the industry, the insurance industry evolving eventually to people adopting a com, uh, insurance coverage for particularly for biohazard for pandemic exposure. Yeah, I can see that happening too. Things change and we adjust and we learn. I think that's the, the key point you were saying in the beginning is that the state of Connecticut at least is starting to look at this as, hey, um, this should be something that is included or some version of it that's included. But once again, I think the key point, and I think Sam and I always say this, is this is something, especially moving forward, that you should sit down with an insurance agent um, who knows the ins and outs and is able to answer for you what's going to be the best wedding insurance you can have. Absolutely. Agreed. Totally. I, I totally agree, but this is also kind of a very specific specialized niche type of coverage that there there are excess and surplus agents a quick internet search would would probably easily find you five or six agents that you could pick or choose from that you might want to sit down with excellent and, have, and start those discussions with excellent um, as i kept digging deeper, deeper i just was surprised i kept finding more and more different types of coverage that the um, the wedding party could purchase to cover from different exposures. I, I was surprised to see that there was a, a, an aspect that covers um, special attire for um, coverage in case the gown or the uh, toxins are damaged. Wow. Oh, didn't know that either. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll discuss it. about. We'll discuss a little bit more of that, uh, Will, in just a second. We're going to take a little break and come back. Uh, this is the Indie Blast Podcast Network sponsor break. Need something delivered? Do you need dinner? Groceries? Did you forget to stop and buy that bottle of tequila? Postmates is here for you. If you haven't tried Postmates before, we have a great deal for you. Just by setting up a new account and using the code IndieFood, you will be eligible for $100 in delivery fee credits for the first seven days of your membership. Don't wait. Go to Postmates.com and use the code IndieFood. That's I-N-D-I-E-F-O-O-D. Postmates. Anything, anytime, anywhere. 
post made it. Are you shopping to find your thing? Is your thing stickers, t-shirts, posters? Is your thing wall art, clothing, home and living, phone cases? Are you shopping for your kids and babies? How about stationery? Many, many other gifts. You can find all these at Redbubble, redbubble.com. Get the app and save 20% at redbubble.com. Find your thing. Click on the link in the show notes. That's redbubble, redbubble.com. Hiya! Hey guys, welcome to the Tokyo Munchies Podcast. We talk about Japanese candy, snacks, chocolate. We talk about the Tokyo weather, the Japan news, walking in my garden with Kyle while sitting in the pool. Also, we talk about Ten Sucker Sports, JapanRumenBox.com, and Skateboarding Japan. So, drop by, check out our podcast. And as always, this is Kyle from Tokyo Munchies. Hiya! Come get some. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired. I'm still Kia. I think Sam is still here, and we have a great guest, Will. I'm still here. Hello. <laughs> so we are talking about insurance and wedding insurance and things that people don't expect. Um, so you were saying, just as we went to our break, that you can actually insure your attire, your your dress, your tuxedos, all of it. That's cool. That's correct. I found a segment or uh, that covers the special attire coverage for Toxes or the dress if something happens to them before the event or during the event. That's amazing. I once had a bridal shop owner tell me about a bride who uh, somebody stuck her dress using one of the sprinklers in the room Yes. to yes. hang it, which caused the sprinkler to go off and completely douse her dress. They had to use hair dryers to dry it off, and she was actually still able to wear it, but I'm not sure what other damage could have been from that. Wow. Yeah. Imagine if it had that drying the dress had not succeeded, then that mm-hmm. would have been something that that coverage would have, would have been very useful for. That's amazing. So what other unexpected things in wedding insurance are covered? Well, there is rented property coverage. If you damage some of the property or you're renting during the event, it protects you for that. So that means if you're renting a venue or like somebody else's home? If you're renting a venue and you damage something during the venue or say you're renting the chairs and the tables and oh. something happens something happens to the chairs or the tables or you're you know, you're going to a rental center type of thing and you're getting the tablecloths and all the the dishes and all that if something happens to that any kind of rented equipment. It, that covers it. That's interesting. Oh, that, that's good to know. Now, is this a, on top of say uh, the rental company's insurance? This would be on top of that. The rental company may require you to um, to take out insurance with them, or you may be able to just show them the certificate that you have rented property coverage and substitute for that. Gotcha. Yeah, that's good to know. And then what else is available? The last I found, which I would think would be very important if for some reason uh, something else happened, was loss of deposits coverage. I think there's a lot of couples who are... Um having that type of stress at this moment. If they're canceling, not if they're rescheduling, but if they're canceling, um, they are not getting their deposits back if they don't have insurance. That is correct. Um, This would bridge the gap if for for any of the deposits they lost that they had put down in the course of the scope of of starting the, uh, the process. Wow. I mean, that's great news to know and to share with couples because deposits or retainers, depending on how you use the the term, a lot of times those are 100% not refundable, um, not because your small business doesn't want to work with you, but it's usually covering things that you've already done for them, uh, the hours of work that you put in. Plus, as Sam always likes to point out, our dates and our time is our inventory. And those are things that we can't replace. Exactly. So that is really helpful to know. So wedding insurance, once again, like you said, is not as expensive as people think. 
Um, working with a broker definitely is going to help you cover things that you're going to be more concerned about, especially, like you said, that additional renter's insurance. There is a venue that I will not name, but uh, somebody once got super intoxicated and ripped a urinal off the wall. And they uh, stopped doing weddings after that for a while. Oh, my and goodness. And probably if the couple had been insured, <laughs> they wouldn't have had to pay for that damage, correct? Exactly. That would have, <laughs> um, that would have provided liability coverage for them. Um, that's a perfect example. I think there was an example that I had um, I had thrown out in, in one of your discussions a couple months back that which enticed to ask me to do this was I had commented about a claim where the wedding party was at a venue and there was some construction going on in the venue and there was poor signage during the venue and one of the members of the wedding party did not read the signage directly, departed down a stairway that was supposed to be closed and broke her leg. And of course, she was reasonably drunk, so there was some assumption of risk, but it was in uh, California, and in, that, in California, that, that, those premise, that uh, exposure was pretty much on the venue. Wow. wow. It goes to prove to you, you really do, you know, insurance is important. So Sam, obviously we have to take another quick break, but we'll be back. Be engaged and inspired. We'll be right back. Meadowbrook Estate is the hidden gem of Connecticut. Located in Marlboro, Connecticut, we offer a -a one-of-a-kind wedding experience. With lodging for up to 30 guests, choose from our indoor or outdoor gated wedding package. This luxury venue is versatile and still fits within your style and budget. Visit us at MeadowbrookEstateCT.com. Patterson Family Chocolates, your online chocolate store. PattersonFamilyChocolates.com or 860-215-1349. Our secret family chocolate recipe of dark and milk chocolates are crafted to the Epicurean quality of European-style handmade gourmet truffles. Check out our new Caramel Carousel, 100% caramels of sea salt and regular assorted dark milk and white truffles. Patterson Family Chocolates provides a personal touch for your personal and business gifts, customizing packaging for your family and business. Patterson Family Chocolates. Call us today, 860-215-1349 or online at pattersonfamilychocolates.com. Dare to be different with Aaron Miller Photography. Modern, completely fresh, and naturally hip. Stylish and edgy wedding photography for couples who want more than just wedding photographs. Call me, 860-261-5617 or see me on the web, amillerphoto.com. That's amillerphoto.com, amillerphoto.com. Repetition works. See you soon. Hey, it's Lauren from Julie Allen Bridals and I always listen to DJ Sam and Kia on the Be Engaged and Inspired podcast, available free on iTunes or Google Podcast. You should listen to When your wedding entertainment has to have amazing music, be fun, organized, and professional, your choice has to be Atmosphere Productions. DJs, live musicians, custom lighting, and photo booths, as seen on the TLC TV series Four Weddings, winner of the Wedding Wire Couples Choice Award and DJ Times DJ of the Month. Experience the difference. www.atmosphere-productions.com. That's www.atmosphere-productions.com. Are you looking for a wedding experience like no other in Connecticut? The Inn at Mount Pleasant, situated in Torrington, is the perfect New England setting. Their historic barn and classic bed and breakfast provides you with a full wedding weekend. Custom farm tables, bistro lighting, chandeliers, and fire pits are just a few amenities. Find us at engagedct.com. There are 24 hours in a day. One third of the day is spent in bed. Now why not be in the most comfortable you can get? Layla mattresses are more than just a foam mattress. They are copper-infused and flippable. That's right, flippable. If you like a harder mattress, use one side. If you like a softer mattress, flip it over and voila! 
And the great thing about Layla is getting to try it out for 120 nights. That's right, four months. And if you decide that you don't like the mattress, Layla will pick up the cost of shipping it back and give you a full refund. Layla also offers bamboo sheets, weighted blankets, and memory foam pillows. And if you act soon, you can take advantage of their spring sale. $150 off a mattress and two free pillows. That's a $300 value. Plus, they are offering $30 to $50 off accessories. If you would like to take advantage of this great deal, simply follow the link in the show notes to let them know we sent you and to help support the show. Layla Sleep, thoughtfully designed for the most cool, clean, comfortable sleep imaginable. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. Now back to Be Engaged and Inspired with your hosts, Kia and DJ Sam. Welcome back to Be Engaged and Inspired, the podcast. And before we go any further, we were just talking in the in the break about uh, this pandemic and how there are so many people that are doing such great work. And I, I know Will and Kia were just saying how great it is to have nurses, doctors, first responders all doing their part. And we just want to say at this point, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And since I'm at it, I might as well thank uh, the people that get the food and stuff to us, the Teamsters, everybody that works in grocery stores, everybody that's working in takeout places. Thank you, because you're keeping the country running. Now, also warehouses, FedEx and, you know, Amazon, oh, yeah. all those people, too. Yeah, UPS, <laughs> FedEx. Yeah, Amazon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Can you imagine... If Amazon had not existed before this pandemic, what would what it would be like? Oh, it'd be crazy. I just had to teach my mom how to order dog food off of Chewy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, as so, you- well, we're back, and we're going to talk about vendor insurance. Because, Sam, I know you have insurance. Yes, of course, Kia. I do have my uh, business and uh, liability insurance Every good wedding vendor should have that. Uh, no excuses. Well, when a vendor is coming to an agent, what should they be asking and what should they be looking for as coverage? I think the discussion you have to start with when you, when you sit down with the agent is they need to know a, a bit about your business, how you go about doing uh, your business. For instance, do you have people calling upon your premises? You know, Do you have a home office? Are they coming to visit you there? that type of thing, or are you meeting them someplace else in a neutral place? If you have people coming to your premises, there's always the risk someone gets hurt on the premises, a simple trip on the sidewalk, um, something like that. Those are always Sam great. always tries to throw himself down my icy stairs. <laughs> I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the main reason is you have to, as we said in the other segment, you're protecting your investment. And um, this is even bigger to the vent, uh, to the contractors because this is your livelihood. It's not just one event you're losing if something goes wrong. It's a lot of events or all your events, depending on uh, the impact of the, of the particular incident. So you have to think of it in the larger terms. Oh, I, absolutely. Your exposure is multiplied by, by, as Sam alluded in the other segment, by the amount of your inventory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, I, over the course I, of the year. I used to have uh, meetings at my home office. Uh, now, obviously, we do them through Zoom or FaceTime or whatever. But that was one of the first insurance things that, that, that I got was because clients would come to my office, which was in my home. I, I thought it was very important that I didn't want somebody slipping and falling uh, when it's icy or, or anything. I wanted to cover myself. And that's what a, a good business person does. Yeah. I mean, it could be something that just you might not spot that it happens out of your control. Grading in the sidewalk, a crack in the sidewalk, and someone's not paying attention when they're walking. But they're on your premises, and you invited them there, so you're legally liable if they get hurt. And that's important. And so it also covers, I would say, I guess, especially for Sam, um, maybe designers or rental companies and photographers, it covers their property that could get damaged or even stolen or something else at a wedding, correct? That's correct. That was my, actually my next that segment. You have property damage for your equipment or something that could be lost or damaged at the wedding, but you're also storing that equipment at your house. So mm-hmm. that's 365-day coverage. I mean, you have your property stored someplace in the home and the roof leaks. Um, oh. There's flooding. True. Uh, wherever uh, that all of that, anytime a potential hazard that your uh, your property is exposed to is covered, 365 days of the year, not just for that particular event. Good point. The contractors have to think about that in the scope of the whole year, not just you're protecting yourself from the event. Because if you only think about you're protecting yourself from the event, you have gaps of coverage where you're not protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. And that means if something gets damaged. Let's say if a photographer who is maybe not as busy as a different photographer and they go and they pick up their, you know, equipment from their closet and find out that there's been a leak, they may not have the ability financially to replace that stuff right away. Um, And the person who's going to end up losing out is not just the small business, but it's also the couple. Correct. Exactly. But if you have that property damage coverage, I mean, I'd have to read individual policies. There may be limits for the amounts of equipment and limitations for the price. But it would enable that photographer to suddenly go out and buy new equipment because he's now being compensated for that. So he can pick up where he left off as of saying, I, I can't afford to go out and buy six new cameras or, or whatever, how many cameras he might use during an, an event. And now also having vendor insurance, because I know for myself, it covers me if basically I did something stupid, which it's been probably known to happen. But if I, say, (laughs) spilled something at a venue um, that caused some damage or accidentally while moving something in dented a wall, it would cover things like that as, as well if I had the correct coverage. Correct. Yes, the liability um, the liability coverage would still kick into play. It would be from scope and employment, course and scope of the time while you're performing. If you did something during at that premises, you you became legally liable for it. it. Would protect you for that aspect. So this is really important for couples. So when you're talking to your venue, um, and a lot of times they'll say like, "We need to have your vendor send us their copy of their insurance." That's what they're looking for. They're trying to make sure that the people that you're working for, first of all, are in real business, but also that they're not leaving a gap so that they would end up being responsible for something that wasn't caused by them. Correct. So that's where you would, the, the couple may be asking uh, you to, uh, through your broker, for a copy of your certificate of your insurance. And then you would provide them, the, the, the broker would provide them a certificate showing the types of coverage that you do have and the limits of the coverage you do have. 
So when you're saying so that there's limits, basically, I know most venues that I work with, they're saying you need to carry at least a million dollars in liability insurance. So that's sort of what that certificate is going to show to whatever, whoever you're giving it to, correct? Correct. Um, you want to show them that the, how much your limit is. Depending on the coverage of that limit, you also could have an aggregate limit of the amount of events that are covered during the year. So you want to make sure that you have an, ag an adequate aggregate amount. For instance, you can have a million dollar limit, but you can have a $2 million aggregate limit, which means you're only going to have two $1 million losses in the course of a year, and then your policy is finished. And so you need to consider whether you can have excess coverage on top of the liability limit or an umbrella policy. Hmm. Really hope I don't blow $2 million in the year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just think in terms of you can have one million one dollar claims, or you can have one bad one million dollar claim. That's right. Very true. Ag the aggregate is the aggregate. So, right. think small if you're going to make mistakes. Not don't think large. Uh, or or no, um, none at you, all would be better. Or none at all. You also have to consider auto liability exposure if you're train if you're driving a long distance to and from an event. If you've partaked at any time during that event uh, with the wedding party or anything, you have a liability from the event to home while you're driving. That's really an exposure for your business. So that's an auto liability coverage. So you need to have that type of coverage as well. So I bet you there are a lot of vendors who did not think about that. I did. That may be. There's another that probably may not be think about, thought about often, too, is what if you have employees besides yourself? If you have a couple extra people that you are contracting to do the job, that also may um, present an exposure. And then you would need to make sure that you have workers' compensation insurance for that coverage. That's a really important uh, thing to ask because yes. when you're looking at photographers, especially since a lot of photographers are usually one person and they hire a second shooter, as a couple, you should be asking, like, what's covered under both of the shooter's insurance? Yeah, if you hire somebody just for that day to uh, take extra pictures with you and they trip over a, a, one of Sam's cords from his rigs or, or no. something like that, <laughs> Hell no. that, that is a worker's, well, there, that's a liability exposure to Sam, but yeah. it's also a worker's comp exposure to the vendor who hired the person, and the vendor owes that person his medical bills until he is whole. Wow. Wow. So thankfully, Sam does tape down his, yes, his, his cables. All right. Well, so I'm going to go back to a scenario that you started to mention in, in a previous uh, segment was the photographer loses his uh, thumb drive or and all the pictures. If he has his own insurance and the couple have their own insurance, how does that work? Well, you, ha you, you may have parallel coverages. You may not have parallel coverage. As we discussed in the other segment, the photographer insurance that the couple purchases covers the expenses for the couple to reassemble. And then the photographer would come back and retake the pictures. Okay. If the couple didn't have that coverage, then you might, wanna, you might be looking to the photographer who made the mistake to pick up those damages and still reassemble and let you take your pictures, but now you're expecting the photographer to pay you for your meals, your transportation uh, to get everyone together. I got you. What if that person, what if you had people at the wedding party that flew in? I have a couple who has somebody coming in from Switzerland this year, so that would be very expensive. Very, very expensive mistake. 
And I think that's the biggest point is when you're working with professionals um, who do carry the insurance, who sort of are paying attention, and it may not be perfect, um, but I think hopefully during all of this craziness, a lot of vendors are sitting down and taking a moment to sort of review what their coverage is, maybe touch base with their own agent, you know, with no rush because we're all stuck and everybody's really busy, but it's not a bad idea to take a look at saying, hey, like, where where are my insurance gaps? Correct. And, and, and as we discussed in the other segment, we're talking about coverage that the wedding party is purchasing is in the hundreds versus the thousands that the vendor is purchasing. In a perfect world, in the scenario we just discussed, hopefully both have the insurance, and then if there's a gap under one policy, the other policy could respond to it. And instead of having an argument or with a contractor about, well, you're not compensating me for this, the insurance is picking it up, and it becomes just a, a friendly transaction instead of an a, a adverse transaction. Excellent point, Will. Excellent point. I can see, Kia, in the future with this pandemic that these sort of questions are going to be at the forefront of many couples as they they start to plan their, their wedding reception. And hopefully we'll have a lot of couples – buying wedding insurance to protect themselves but also we have a lot of couples asking their vendors what's your coverage because this is going to be an important question from now on and i think honestly too as a vendor if i knew that my couple was in taking the time investing and having wedding insurance for their own wedding and it caused me to have a little bit of less stress and i spoke to my own agent i could see that being beneficial to both of us and it could make a price difference as well Absolutely. If I ask my client, hey, do you have wedding insurance? I feel a lot more comfortable than if I ask that same question and they say, oh, what's wedding insurance? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Will, what is your sort of parting word for anybody who's thinking about either vendor insurance, wedding insurance? What's your sort of parting words for us to share with everybody? I would add a couple, and I want to go back and just uh, expand on the last comment as well. Is that, sure. um, You had mentioned going back to the agent and asking for the agent what is or isn't covered. The agent represents the insurance company, but sometimes it all depends on the relationship between the agent and the actual insurance company. And I think it's even safer to carry that question back and ask the agent to get the ruling from the underwriter what how they perceive a policy will respond. Ah. The underwriter's response is the final say of what is or isn't covered. Okay. My parting thought, other parting thought would be the hundreds versus the thousands. It's better to buy the insurance than to not buy the insurance. The peace of mind that you get with that insurance from both sides of the transaction provide an easier transaction for both parties to perform with less stress. Agreed. I agree. Thank you, Will, so much for your time and your knowledge and and all of your years in insurance. I really hope this makes people take a deep breath in a time where we have the ability to like over, I don't know, review things, read things, ask questions. This may be the right time to reach out. Perfect. Yep. You're quite welcome. It was fun doing it. I'm glad I was glad to help out. Sam, any things before I just do my normal sign off? Well, firstly, I want to thank Will, my old buddy, <laughs> chum. <laughs> thank you very much uh, for doing this for us and to our listeners. You've imparted uh, some absolutely fabulous information. I just want to uh, thank you personally for, for taking care of us on this. Anytime, guys. And, and honestly, I mean, if you guys have questions, period, either one of you, 
you know, find me Facebook, call me, whatever. Glad to help give you advice anytime. Well, you said it. It's uh, it's on. It's recorded. We'll, we'll definitely be doing that. Uh, my my my, no my my final departing tip is get my free report. Eight questions you must ask a wedding professional uh, before the wedding, and this report is available on our website. It's free. Uh, all the W's dot atmosphere hyphen productions dot com. Get it today. Shop like a pro from a pro. And I hope that one of those questions is, do you have insurance? But anyway, Sam, and thank you once again, Will, remember that you can download us for free off of iTunes and Google Play. You can find us on Indie Podcasts. We're all over the place. If you have any questions or you know, topics you want us to cover, send us an email at engagect at gmail.com. And remember, we're here every single Wednesday. The Engaged and Inspired podcast is copyright and produced by Atmosphere Productions in association with Engage Connecticut. This week's episode is brought to you by Indie Blast Podcast Network, spotlighting the best in independent podcasting. Indie Blast Podcast Network.